Hi there, I'm Becky Hammond, founder and strengths maven over at Isogo and isogostrong.com. You already know that relationships are hard at home and in your work, so let's make them easier with your strengths. And welcome to the Isogo TV video and audio podcast, where you get to fuel family connection and work energy by focusing in on your strengths instead of fixating on your weakness. And today, you are listening in on episode 90. And I wanna give you a little bit of background here before we just jump right in. Now, last year, I coached an individual that was being berated and belittled by his leader. He was just really ready to call it quits. And we worked through it, and he was able to use his strengths to overcome that leadership void and that leadership terror. But as I thought about that and how many people that leader devalued and crushed, I just thought, Leadership is just is so important, not just for the organization, but for the individual. The individual lives that leadership touches. And really, that's the bottom line. Leadership is all about the people. So that leads me to today's episode, and I'm super stoked about it and the next three to come. It's part of a four-part series called Leaders Who Give a Damn. It's all about effective, inspiring leadership. And over this series, I partnered with Murray Guest, who he really is a guru on leadership. You know, organizations from his home co country in Australia and around the world bring Murray in to make their organizations thrive. And he does that by focusing in on their leaders. So he is an expert extraordinaire and I'm grateful to partner with him as we talk about some aspects of leadership that are perhaps the least talked about yet have the opportunity to be most impactful in your role as a leader right here on this podcast. Whether you're in that role now as a leader or it's your future role, this series is for you. So today, we get into the little things of leadership. You know, great leadership is, is really made up of all the small, frequent behaviors that you intentionally bring into your role every single day. There's a huge mindfulness component that we're gonna talk about, like setting your intention on the little things. And Murray leaves us all with some very practical and simple ways to start bringing this more and more into your leadership style. So let's dive into this conversation about leaders who give a damn. Hello, Murray Guest, welcome back to the podcast. Thank you, Becky Hammond. Awesome to be talking to you this morning. How are you? Uh, good, except for it's not very morning-like over here. <laughs> um, we are doing well over here mid-afternoon. And um, like just, yeah, looking forward to having this conversation a little bit about leadership and some of the least talked about but most impactful moments as a leader. And you and I have been doing a lot of talk about leadership recently um, as leaders ourselves throughout different points in our careers, as well as um, now having the privilege to be coaches and consultants of leaders that we get to see doing things that are really helpful and then doing things that you're like, like what is happening here? So um, I'm excited to talk about some of those little uh, untalked about, least talked about elements of leadership uh, starting today. Yes, I'm looking forward to it. And it's one of those things too, isn't it? I wish I'd known back then what I know now. Totally. Um, those elements of leadership, which create the culture, which set the scene, which really help you set yourself for success as a leader every day in organizations. And you and I talk about it so much and I'm really looking forward to this conversation today to kick us off around some of those really important, but sometimes overlooked little things that leaders need to do. Yeah. 
Yes, me too. Well, to get us all warmed up and for anyone else who's <laughs> listening or watching today, uh, I have our my little Dare to Dialogue conversation card deck today. And one of the things I love to do with people who um, I chat with here is choose a random question and just both have us answer that. So that one there. This, this one? No, go across a bit further. Uh, yeah, that one. Okay. This That's one. It. Here it is. This is the one. This I, I is the meant to be connectedness one. Okay. Okay. What is one thing? This is kind of a hard one. What is one thing you have learned from someone who is very different from you? Oh, right? very different. Very different. Very different. Very different. I'm going to put you on the spot first. Uh, oh, it is. It's uh, uh, <laughs> a, a very good question. And I've used your cards uh, before I had mine. And uh, this question drives really good conversation. Mm. I like it a lot. Um, I, I think of my wife to start with, but I wouldn't say that she is very different, just a little different to me. So I want to be, <laughs> I want to be true to the card. So okay. I'll say very different. Uh, there was a manager I worked for a leader and I would say we were quite different in our approaches, in our um, philosophy, the way that we would lead. And what I definitely learned from that leader was how I showed up in the morning. He, he, what he taught me was um, the impact it makes when you get it, get to work in the morning and you just storm in and go straight to your office and don't even talk to anybody. Yeah. And this leader would do that consistently. Mm. And it was something which I realized um, the impact it was having, not just a moment on me, but our peers. And I thought, I'm not going to do that. I'm going to be that leader, which connects with people, but mm. it was something which was just so small, but oh, I know I used to get frustrated and it used to annoy other people. Um, but it would, you know, walk in in the morning, not say hello to anyone and then just shut the office door and, and go to work. Right. Um, not realizing that the way that they just like stormed in totally set the tone for the culture of the day and for maybe even just the cult ongoing culture of the team and the tension that they feel in their team. Yeah. Um, and I actually do use stories of this leader sometimes in my workshops. And mm. this one came to me just then because I do reflect back about how different we were, but it was um, opportunity rich. Let's just say that for me to learn lots from his uh, style and what works and doesn't work, I, I, I could see the impact of that directly. So yeah. yeah, that was probably one right there. Yeah. So really the first, something you learned from someone who's very different from you was actually something not to do. Yes. Right. <laughs> there you go. Okay. So the, the first thing that comes to my mind is we lived in Japan for three years. So when I think of like, someone who's very different from me, I think of like this kind of cultural background difference where we're raised, different sides of the world, um, different cultural values. Um, and so I ended up having a really great friend there and the the scene that keeps coming back to my head over and over as I think about her and now as I answer this question is uh, us just for the very first time have I had her over and we were sitting down um, just on the floor playing with our tiny little kids and what I realized is that everybody like by by talking to her somebody who I was like whoa you're so different is that everybody needs that connection like mm -hmm. just because she's from a, a different um, culture than I am and different community that has different values. There's just something core about humanity that says, I, 
I crave meaningful connection. And so um, I think about that moment a lot and I'm really grateful for her and her friendship and how different we are. We bring kind of our similarities together to, to um, connect more deeply. So. Yeah. Fantastic. Great example. Um, I, I had a trip to Japan last year and I absolutely loved, loved our time there. Could go back there in a second. Ah, uh, onigiri <laughs> from the kombini. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes, me too. Me too. Um, all right, so if we're going to jump into our leadership topic, which, which actually, as you answered your question about this leader that you used to work for, you start to hit on some of those things that we're, we're talking about today, about the little things the little daily things that we do that really end up making a difference as a leader. Um, so but first, before we go there, I just kind of want to set the stage. Like, why are we even talking about this? Um, why do you think that right now, this time, learning about better leadership is important compared to any other time up until this moment? So lots of research by Gallup about the impact of leadership mm. um, and, and particularly the expectations of people in workplaces these days very much around the relationship they expect to have with their manager with their leader is more around being a coach and someone that supports them and helps them grow than the old style boss yeah so the research from Gallup definitely shows that the second thing is the old style working um, relationships between managers and people isn't working it's just that old very much the practice of management the practice of command and control it's just, it's not inspiring people. People want to be connected with their company, connected with their team, but also connected with the purpose. Mm. And so the, the whole uh, premise of what leadership about is changing as well. Mm. Um, so I think there's some real uh, data and reasons behind it. I guess the other thing too, is that from all the clients I work with, and I, I, I know Becky with the clients that you work with, that you see that, that the, so often in organizations, people are put into a leadership role mm. or a frontline management role and they haven't received any training. They haven't received any, any totally. support. Yeah. Um, and so this is a, I, I love actually the amount of clients I go to and they say, Hey, we're, we're different. People here get promoted due to technical expertise. <laughs> and I say, well, you're not that different to everybody else, unfortunately. <laughs> it is so true. It's so true. It's like, if you can be ineffective as an individual contributor, it's like, okay, good. Now you can manage all these other individual contributors, but those are two very different skill sets, oh, different talents. And extreme, yeah, different talents, different skill sets, um, and the courage of leadership, the vulnerability of leadership, um, the importance of uh, knowing your people uh, in, in a way that you see it's important, not just because you think you have to do it. Right. All those elements which make a, 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 a great leader and a leader people want to follow. And right now, we've been having practices where people get promoted into those frontline management roles, those leadership roles based on their technical expertise, yeah. whether it's in accountancy or, or health or manufacturing, um, the list goes on. Yeah, I mean, marketing, that's what, that's what happened to me. I, you know, I, was, I was like, oh, you're really good at sales and marketing, so why don't you lead a team of sales and mar you know, salespeople and marketers? Well, not the same thing. <laughs> no, and, and the other part that I think is the awareness that leaders have around where they are investing their time and how much of their time are they investing into mm -hmm. things which are the technical aspects of their role versus yeah. the leadership mm -hmm. elements of the role. Yeah. Uh, 
lots of conversations I have with leaders around the, you know, just reflect on the past week, where you've been investing your time. And a lot of it's, I'm, I'm actually sorting out the project. I'm sorting out the details. I'm, I'm making sure that things are technically, whatever the technical areas of their expertise, um, whatever that, that is, they're making sure that is correct. Yeah. As opposed to leading their team, developing their team and creating opportunities for their team to actually be doing that work. Yeah. And it is such a common challenge. Hmm. So if you were going to say like, what, what are the things that leaders focus on that you're working with when they're, when they think about, when they think about their own leadership, what, you know, and there's like, okay, I'm going to be a better leader. What are they focusing on or what have they been taught to focus on? Yeah. So it's a, it's a good question. So what have they been taught to focus on versus what are they actually? Well, that's true. I mean, maybe there's three different things, right? What have you been taught? What are you doing? And what, what, what ought you be doing? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of the taught is a lot around management and managing people, managing processes, okay. um, performance management, once yeah. a year conversations. Um, it's very much about the management of people. Mm-hmm. Um, our, in, in Australia, we have a frontline management course, which a lot of people do, a cert for in frontline management, which is all about just the, the structured management approach to leading people. Hmm. that's what they've been taught. Yes. Okay. Well, the other part, so, well, the other part they've been taught to add to that is they've been taught by their, their leaders, what they think is important. Hmm. So there's the, the monkey see monkey do ripple effect of that's what you think is important. So I'm going to do that as well. Yeah. Yeah. And that makes me think about how we are, we're each wired to lead in a different way. I mean, the Rooster Child of Gallup, even at, uh, from a while ago now from strengths-based leadership, you know, it, it points out that not everybody's wired to lead in the same way. And so if you're in, if you do the monkey see monkey do mentality, even if that person is a fantastic leader, likely it's not going to be your greatest path to success as a leader. Yeah, that's right. So that's the, what we think we need to do yeah, or what yeah. we've been trained to do. Yep. Um, and I think the challenge right now that people are, what I've seen in a lot of leaders that they've, yeah. they're living, they're really living right now is it's a focus on ticking the box of leadership. Hmm. What, what do you mean by that? So leadership is, is a, is a, is not just a role. It's a way it's a, it's, it's the way that you show up. It's a way that you influence those around you. You mm-hmm. rally people together. You, mm-hmm. they know what the purpose is. They're working together for that purpose of the, of the team or the organization. Yet I think with all the busyness within people's um, responsibilities within their roles that it's like, Oh, I've had the conversation, tick the box. Yeah. I've, I've, I've had the weekly meeting tick the box. Mm. So busy. I don't have time for leadership. I'm just so busy doing stuff, going to meetings, going from this meeting to that meeting, talking to my manager, preparing information for reports. Um, oh, Becky, how was your day? Great. Tick the box. I've, I've spoken to someone in my right. team. Right. Box. <laughs> so yeah, I think it's what it feels like is that we are just ticking the box of leadership mm-hmm. as opposed to being a leader. Interesting. How has that been working for people? Like, do you have any, do any examples come to your mind um, of past leaders that you've worked with or you and your past leadership or current leaders that you work with that kind of have been doing that ticking the box mentality or have been 
trying to imitate the leadership that they've been taught? And what is that? What is the, what are the outcomes of that? Well, I think the biggest outcome is people aren't happy. Mm. People aren't, aren't happy, but they're also, they're not engaged. Mm. So people that are working for a leader, that's just ticking the box at that. They're not inspired. They don't feel connected to the leader. The relationship's not strong. Um, the, the, that relationship with the manager is the 70% cause of variance in the engagement of an employee. Wow. So that, that certainly is, I think how people are feeling. They're also not feeling respected or appreciated. Mm-hmm. They also um, have an, a direct impact flowed on from that around turnover, people looking for new jobs, people mm-hmm. looking for opportunities. They're not engaged with the team, with the company. Um, what I've seen also is in some organizations, people are staying because they're so passionate about their work, but they're just not happy. Hmm. So you have a group of people who now serve under a leader who has, they have lack of engagement and then lack of happiness in their role. So, you know, in terms of business results, those two things aren't really going to work together to get your best business results. Not at all. Not at all. So, and, and I think the other flow and effect then is then relationships between people within teams mm. or I'm not going to go and speak to that other team because I, I don't have time. I'm not loved or appreciated as well. Yeah. Um, and then of course there's a flow and effect to relationships outside of work with people, with their family and their, their partners as well. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it doesn't paint a very good picture for this cycle of not feeling fully engaged in the work just from that tick the box leadership approach. Hmm. Amazing how we're, we're talking about this kind of one specific element of life yet what you're talking about is how your leader or you as a leader can impact all the different elements of well-being that we experience. Um, and, and it might be our own doing if we are the leader, or it could be we're working for a leader who's kind of the, the hub or the cause of some of this discontentment in all those different areas of your life. Yeah. And I think let's not paint a completely doom and gloom picture. <laughs> there are, there are plenty of leaders out there doing a great job where they are investing in their leadership, uh, the leadership of their teams and having uh, thoughtful, meaningful conversations. Yeah. Um, and they're, they're the leaders that are making a difference. They're the leaders where people want to work for them. They're the leaders where people have people in their teams that are going the extra. They're having discretionary effort that they're, that they are making a difference, that they're really connected with the purpose of the company and also aligned with the values of that organization as well. Yeah. One of the things that I was recently inspired by is we, you and I put out just some, a uh, a survey to a bunch of leaders that we have um, worked with and side by side with and have hired us. And one of the most encouraging thing that came back was all of the little tiny things that leaders do to really make a difference. So the question that we asked them was, uh, I wrote it down here. When you think about the best leader you've ever had, what one thing did they do that stands out to you more than the rest? And I think one of the most compelling things about all the uh, really hundreds of examples that we got was that they weren't these big things. Oh yeah, that's right. Little daily 
daily things. And that's, that's what you're talking about. And the, these leaders that are inspiring that do inspire other people to follow them. Um, so let's talk a little bit about that. Let's talk about the, the little things lead. You know, I think that's one of those least talked about, but most important elements of leadership is effective leadership has to do with doing the little things in, in life and in work and in your team. Um, uh, and so, you know, if, if I were to say that, you know, leadership is about the little things, what do you think, what, how would you describe that? What do we mean by that? Well, I think this is a fantastic um, conversation to have because I think often people get into leadership roles and they think, Oh, what am I going to do now? I have to do all this leadership stuff and it's so yeah. big and heavy and it's going to fill up my time and, 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 and all of this um, uh, weight to my life now as a leader. Hmm. Actually, it's not. It's actually about some little things which actually don't cost any money hmm. but have huge impact. Hmm. I'll give you a very quick story about that. So yeah. imagine you're a leader and you've got a team that's busy and uh, you're having a meeting and in that meeting is your team members but also other members of different teams where you're coming together to talk about a project. Okay. The, the first couple of seconds of how you open that meeting, mm. of how you connect with people sets the tone, not just for that meeting, but for the next meeting, because we're setting these emotional templates of how we think about how meetings are run. But we also connect with the people in the relationships, but we also start to um, have a ripple effect of how people just feel coming to work and how they show up. Hmm. So the little thing there is, do I actually stop and say, welcome everyone, how are you? how's things going? Um, what's on your plate? How was your weekend? Yeah. You know, what, what's going on right now? Okay. Now let's have the conversation. Now let, like, let's get into our meeting. So we're talking some very short um, com uh, questions and a very short conversation, but it has such a big impact on the culture of the, that team and those around them. But what if you feel like as a leader, you're not very good at that type of thing? Like you just don't have a sense for the emotional climate. You could barely care about it. Like what, what do you, what would you suggest for a leader who just really doesn't lead from kind of a relationship quadrant? Uh, so my first case thought in was point. case in point, <laughs> raising hand emoji right here. <laughs> so my first thought was maybe you shouldn't be a leader. Excuse me. That is rude. <laughs> <laughs> so a couple of things, um, their preferences, they're not excuses. Yeah. So there's elements of your leadership role, which you might find a little bit more draining or take a little bit more focus or right. give you a few of those pterodactyls flying around in your stomach, the thought of doing those. Mm -hmm. But guess what? That's part of your role as a leader in it's about leading people. It's about connecting with people and yeah. about caring about the climate. So as much as you might not like it, it's part of your role. Yeah. So that's the first thing is just being that, uh, that aware that this, you aware. Yeah. yeah. This, this is important. No, whether it's not my wiring, whether it's my wiring or not. That's right. Yeah. The second part is from a strengths based approach, whose strengths within your team, could you be leveraging mm -hmm. to do that? So you might have someone in your team that is very much about the relationships and very much about um, connecting with people. You might actually create a process where that person has the chance to do that. And that enables um, them to shine through their strengths, but also um, gives you a chance to set and be, be part of that, but also allows that person to, to bring what they bring. Yeah. 
Yeah, I love that. It actually reminds me of, I mean, I'm, I'm serious when I raise my hand on that particular um, that particular point, because I think I'm very task oriented as a person and as a leader. And, um, and I've learned a lot over the years. I would definitely teach my younger self some of these things if that younger self would listen. Um, and I, what comes to my mind is in the middle of a meeting, we, we took a break and then one of the people came up to me and said, you know, I don't think people feel good about this project and what we were going to be doing. And I kind of looked at her baffled, a little bit, you know, ego high, a little bit like, what do you mean? Everything's fine. I got it. I got it covered. Um, but I, I, I took a pause. I walked down the hallway. I came back and I said, you know what? I'm going to take that because from a strength perspective, she is so intuitive about mm -hmm. the emotions that happen in the room. Yep. And I'm learning. I was learning at the time, especially I'm not. And so the way I started this part two of this meeting changed the dynamic of everything, but I wouldn't have been able to do that on my own. I only did that because somebody was able to speak in. And I guess there was at least a little bit of safety, even though I felt a little prickly about it. Yep. I, in the end, you know, I mean, cause it takes, it's, it's kind of hard to say as a leader, I'm not good at this. Um, so could you come and help me figure out, you know, what the culture of the room feels like in this particular moment? Um, and have somebody else speak into that. Well, you and I have talked many times about the power of vulnerability mm -hmm. and how um, that connects people, uh, builds trust, it opens up, people see that you're human. Mm -hmm. And as a leader, it's such a powerful um, element. And of course, Brene Brown's work in vulnerability is just absolutely phenomenal. I love it. Oh. I love, love the work that she does. But that, that's a great example of you being a vulnerable leader and putting your hand up and saying, I'm not too sure if I'm, my approach is working right now. I'm going to change that. Thank you for your feedback. I really appreciate that. And then the difference you had in the second half of that meeting, I'm sure was, yeah, was it chalk was, and cheese to the first half. Totally. It was, it was, it was phenomenal. The transformation of the feeling in the room, even I could feel it, right? Uh, because yeah. we had addressed that kind of emotional thickness that was in the air that I didn't, I wasn't either didn't see or wasn't willing to see at the time. And, and to your point about it's the little things and it doesn't take that long. How long did that take me? Maybe a two minute conversation between me and the other person. And then a one minute introduction that I wasn't going to otherwise have done um, after the break. And so what that was three minutes that we invested to change the entire dynamic of the rest of the day. Yeah. And uh, I mean, we've jumped straight into meetings, but obviously those little things that we do as leaders yeah. day in, day out, influence the culture, create the, the environment, create a connection with people. Um, people feel um, part of the team in a way that they wouldn't if we didn't just have those small pauses, those, those little minutes, whatever it might be. Yeah. A very quick example. I had a yeah. CEO of an organization I worked for and whenever it was your birthday, he would send an email, mm. um, uh, wishing you happy birthday. Um, and also referencing your, your partner and your children, if you had them, hmm. this is an organization of over 1200 people. Wow. And he would do that for everybody. Wow. And it was just the simplest little thing, but it showed that he 
I'm sure he had a system in place to remember everyone's right. details. Of course, right, yes. But he cared to have that system, right? That's right. Here's yeah. the thing. You're right. Systemizing actually shows that you care, that you invested in that. Yeah. And he did that. And everyone would talk about it and how much they appreciated it and how much it was valuable um, to know that oh, he knows about me and my family. Hmm. Yeah. And it did take that leader time to do that. It sounds like he just realized that that very little thing that he could do would make a huge impact. I mean, cause yeah. if you think about 1200 people and the number of days in a year, he's doing three or four a day. Yeah. So he has, you know, but it's an email. So maybe it takes him 20 minutes because he's really good at it, you know, um, at the beginning of a day to, to make that such a ripple effect throughout their organization and that little thing. Yeah. And so what I think about from the little things is how that you respond or invest time in those things, which have that ripple effect that you just talk about. So if someone approaches you with bad news, what's your immediate reaction? What's the micro reaction to that? If someone wants to ask you a question and you're busy going to a meeting, if you're running late in the morning and someone wants to just say, hi, do you, those little micro interactions, yeah. They're creating the culture all the time. Yeah. Um, if, if someone says, can I have a cup of coffee? What's your response to that? Yeah. So every, every opportunity that you have to connect with someone in a little way creates that culture, creates that sense of being, that sense of belonging mm. that people crave as part of um, being someone in your team and yeah. you being their leader. It sounds like you're talking a lot about mindset, about you know, all these little things could maybe feel overwhelming if you're like, if it was again, another check in the box, like, yep. Oh, did I let someone have coffee today? Did I let, <laughs> you know, did I say hello to someone extra special today? You know, but really it's about this, this mindset that I, I, how would you describe the mindset? I mean, to me, as you're talking, it makes me feel like the mindset is um, present and just thoughtful about non-reactionary perhaps I don't know what would you add to that yeah I would say present non-reactionary also that you have a mindset around servant leadership mm -hmm. who are you there for yeah yeah I'm there for my people that um what am I what am I really getting paid to do I'm there to lead my people yeah yeah um, I have a mindset that my people are important that I want them to feel valued and appreciated a stat that I picked up recently, it was actually done by Survey Monkey, mm -hmm. um, which is interesting that they're doing um, surveys. That is really interesting. They're becoming surveys. a but, pollster. <laughs> yes. But they actually said 43% say that their feeling appreciated makes them more confident. Hmm. So when somebody, a leader, for, for example, appreciates them, then they feel more confident in how they show they up, what they do in their work. Yeah. So how they, how they um, apply themselves to their work, they're going to have more confidence if as a leader, you just appreciate their contribution. Hmm. And really how, I mean, what, what's the little action in terms of appreciation? I mean, I know Gallup has done a lot of research on appreciation. What are some of the key elements of that that you really feel like, you know, I guess where, where I'm going is this overarching, like, I appreciate you. Is how effective is that compared to specificity or what? what oh, you I, I, you're totally right. Um, I think it needs to be genuine. It needs to be real. 
Oh, I appreciate you. Oh, give me a hug. Oh, you're so amazing. You're the most, most, most amazing person I've ever worked with. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm. So it needs to be genuine and it needs to be um, real, um, but also needs to be specific for that person. How do they like to be appreciated? How do they like to be recognized? Is it in a one-on-one conversation? Is it with a team? Is it a, a shake of the hand? Is it, um, is it time? So it's just knowing your people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So one more little caveat that I have before we wrap up here is what about when people are just stressed and busy? Because I would say that the number one response of how you're doing is stressed and busy, right? I mean, so we, we, we're stressed, we're busy. We're, we're now doing kind of some of our old job as well as also trying to manage a team of people who are who are, who are pushing towards these results that we've been, we're being held accountable to. Um, so what is the little, what do the little things look like when we just feel like, man, I'm stressed, I'm busy. I I don't, I I don't know how this is going to work. This whole mindset thing is going to work. So I can think of lots of little examples outside of the corporate world. Okay. Imagine a, um, a roadside accident and the emergency services vehicles pull up. Mm. One of the, you know, we're talking life or death possibly. We're talking people that are injured, but what do they do? They pause and check and they have a game plan for how we're going to, to go and look after the people in this situation. Um, a friend of mine is also a lifesaver. And what he says to me is the first rule of lifesaving is you don't get wet. It's about actually not getting the water with the person, but pausing, and getting a plan in place to make sure mm-hmm. that person can be looked after. So the bit that I think is so important from a leadership perspective with all that busyness and all that stress, and they feel like there's so much overwhelm and things to do yeah. is actually to stop mm-hmm. and actually work out what are my biggest priorities right now mm-hmm. and where am I prioritizing the people in my team? Yeah. Because we, we are then on that hamster wheel of going round and round and round and round and and doing that, but that's not helping us. And then, and I've been there as a leader years ago and I'd look and and I think, Oh, I need to give um, a member of my team some feedback and it'll be three months later. Oh, I've, I've sort of missed the opportunity because I was just in three months of going round and round and round. Right. It's about taking that time out when that sense of busyness and actually saying, what, is my, what are my biggest priorities right now? And how am I making the people in my team a priority mm. that they feel appreciated, respected, and they've got clarity in their expectations so we can deliver on what we need to deliver on. Yeah. And that you're just kind of, you, that you're with that pause, making space for those little things, for the, the mindset shift and then the space for the reactions to be something that's honoring to the people that are working for you, that puts them, makes them feel like they are a, a priority. And not only that they feel like it, but they actually are. You understand their impact on, on what your organization or what your team is trying to achieve. Um, breathing helps too. Oh yeah. Do you have your like breathe a minute app on your phone? <laughs> well, not just, not just breathing in, breathing out as well is really beneficial. <laughs> but I think, again, the analogy I think about is uh, someone in a, yeah. uh, let's say in a, in a, whatever code we're talking about a football and that person's about to kick a goal and it's the pressure and to win the game and it might be to win the championship. That's right. <sighs> let's pause. Right. Let's focus. Let's get some oxygen into the brain. Mm. Let's reset. Let's, mm. let's um, come back into our body 
and now let's go ahead. So that pausing and breathing, mm. um, it, it obviously is used in so many areas of, of people's lives yeah. of, of whether you're meditating or you're doing yoga or you're doing sport and you need to get focused or you're having yeah. a baby, whatever it might be. Definitely. <laughs> but from a leadership perspective, it's also so very important and yeah. it gives a natural process to get us focused. Again, the little things make a difference. Yeah. Wow. I love that. I love that kind of relationship back all the way back to just how we're holding our physical presence and our physical bodies really do impact us as a leader. And we, we don't balk at it when the kicker needs to make their game winning uh, kick, but somehow as a leader, we don't think like we should be taking deep breaths or something. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> or that that's a bad thing. Take a deep breath is like a, is a negative thing, which really actually is, is one of those little things that you can do as a leader to impact the way you're showing up. hundred percent. Totally agree. Yeah. Cool. All right. So when you think back over the last few minutes that we've had a chance to, to chat, what would, if you had to choose one takeaway or key point from our conversation, what would you reiterate? Um, I think you tapped into it beautifully when you talked about the mindset around, yes, we're talking about behaviors. We're talking about actions. We're talking about things that you could be saying and doing, but uh, underpinning, underlying all of that at a foundation is the mindset that we bring to our leadership approach day in, day out. And I would say if there's a key takeaway, it's actually to invest some time in understanding what is your mindset around your leadership role right now. Mm. Is it I'm busy and I don't have time for the people side of things, well, then that's going to be a flow and effect to all of your behaviors without you even realizing it. Or is your mindset, I'm here for my people. I'm here to lead them. I'm here to make a difference. I'm here to help them be really clear Hmm. around what's expected. That's going to be different. So if there's one key takeaway, think about what that mindset is and how that is influencing how you're showing up and those little things that are so important as a leader. Cool. That's an amazing wrap up. Thank you. Thank you very much. And thanks for being with uh, me here today on the podcast. Looking forward to our future conversations and um, we'll peace out from here. (laughs) Thank you so much. Talk to you later. Bye. So there you go. Leaders that others are excited to work for and follow truly are those who care about those little things, those daily behaviors that add up over time to make a huge impact on the people that you lead. So as your virtual coach today, I just challenge you, bring one of those little things into your role as a leader this week and then just see what happens. And also you are not gonna wanna miss a give a damn resource that Murray and I have been scheming about and putting together for you. It is an infographic that in one at-a-glance page summarizes the 90 behaviors of leaders who give a damn. Other great leaders like you are already talking about this crowdsourced infographic. They love it and we think that you will too. You can find it at www.leaderswhogiveadam.com slash 90 behaviors. So again, that's leaderswhogiveadam.com slash 90 behaviors. And as a leader who gives a damn, you can be a part of creating thriving lives, families, and workplaces across the entire world. Because when you orient your mind towards what's strong about you and the people around you, and then you truly care about them, great things happen. 
And hey, also, could you help spread this message? If you believe in the strengths perspective or part of you was impacted by this conversation about leadership today, would you head over to iTunes and leave a rating? And if you're feeling especially inspired, a short review there would be helpful as well. So thanks so much for helping get the word out about leaders who give a damn. And thanks for being with Marie and I today. And I hope that you join me for more next time on Isogo TV.